Hey everyone, it's Nick, Bud's Podcast Manager. As many of you know, The Constipated Christian is a podcast that wants to talk about living out your faith in a thought-provoking way. It's Bud's heart to hear from a wide variety of voices on different ways that we can live out our faith and serve those around us. Sometimes these will be voices that Bud doesn't 100% agree with. Today's episode is a primary example of that. In this episode, Bud talks to his longtime friend, Colin Vane, and right off the bat, they both admit that they don't agree on a lot of things. So I just wanted to give you that heads up that on today's episode, you might hear some things that you disagree with. It could be something Bud says, it could be something that Colin says, it could be something that someone from one of the stories they share. And the purpose of this is not to cause confusion about what we believe as Christians. Instead, it's to acknowledge that we all have different ideas, experiences, and perspectives that we bring to the table when we talk about living out our faith. So with that out of the way, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Bud. I want to welcome you to the Constipated Christian. Uh, I'm here today with a friend of mine, a longtime friend uh, from the Rock of Roseville, Cullen Vane. Uh, th- those of you that go to the Rock and are in our community groups, know that everybody knows Cullen. He's a worldwide traveler, but a person that um, he he says he's going to vary or talk about something. I don't know what he's going to talk about. To be honest with you, he said he won't tell me. But he is a uh, a person that's been to Haiti, gosh, for years in a row. I worked at an orphanage, uh, just a beautiful heart. Works at our community store. Anytime that you need something, you can call him and he's available. He's just a man of God. And he's a, a sweet guy. I rag on him all the time, but he, he's just a prince of a guy. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I wanted, uh, we had lunch yesterday and uh, wanted to have him come on and just, uh, to, uh, you know, speak uh to his heart, you know, as to why he does what he does, but he says he's going to talk about some other stuff too. So I'm just going to let him go. And then um, if he gets too boring, I'll jump in and <laughs> kind of rein him back in or whatever. So uh, he's kind of a cerebral guy, so you're going to have to bear with him. So, uh, Cullen, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but take it away, I guess. Thanks, thanks for having me. <clears throat> the uh, So Bud called me only this morning, which was about 12 hours, not even 12 hours ago and said, would you be on the podcast? And I said, yeah, no way. Um, but I thought about it and said, okay, let's give it a shot. And I only spent a couple hours thinking about this and not too deeply, but I was thinking about when Bud and I first knew each other back 10 years ago. Yeah. And, um, Bud and I agree on about 50% of the things (laughs) in life, if that, and it, and for it, the older we get, the, I think that has become less and so. But back in the early days, 10 years ago, um, I think I disagreed with him on 100%. most of the things. And uh, that was when I was- He's early, a Democrat too, by uh, the way. I, early when I was uh, had just joined, left the Catholic Church and joined um, the Rock of Roseville. Um, but the first time I ever met Buddy, he was just like this grumpy guy. And it's like, he was just he was just grumpy all the time. But I loved the guy because his heart was always in the right place. And I think that was the thing. When I first joined the Rock of Roseville, um, I fell into with this group of people who had um, their heart in the right place. 
and um, they did a lot of things. And one of the things that I learned early on in uh, my walk as a Christian after leaving the Catholic Church, and something that I've really took to heart and still take to heart is um, uh, when Jesus said that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And I don't know if they use that line specifically um, 10 years ago when I first kind of fell into with this group of people, but it certainly held true then and it holds true today. And um, anyway, so that that's kind of where Bud and I come from. Um, I know that his heart has always been in the right place and he's kind of dragged people along with him, you know, whether they wanted to or not, yeah. me included. Um, I've certainly done things that it's like, yeah, okay, do I really... You know, your heart was do, do you want to, yeah, right, exactly. Because, yeah. And, and as we were, as I was thinking about this a little bit more this morning, um, you know, anything that you do, um, from a voluntary standpoint, um, is, you know, Jesus said that, uh, whatever you do for the least of my brothers, you do for me. And the least of my brothers, you know, does can be anybody. It doesn't have to be some poor guy on the street. You can be, you know, whomever needs a little help in hand, uh, for whatever reason. Um, that's kind of my introduction, um, into, well, <clears throat> into, into this, into this whole uh, community spirit of volunteerism or service, whatever you want to call it. Um, so well, sorry. Let to, me just let me just interject one thing. So the greatest thing in God's eyes to become is a servant. It, that's a given. That's what it says. So Cullen has been, gosh, you've been like a program. Yeah, he's been he's been all over the map. Uh, you know, financial uh, wise, he's been he's had houses, he's had great jobs in the Silicon Valley, whatever. And he now uh, he has two boys or whatever. But he now lives in a uh, smaller uh, apartment by himself. And, and, and as I said, his whether he wants to admit it or not, or what drives him is he does do the Lord's work and he is a servant. So, I mean, that's our our connection. I mean, you can say you're not or whatever. No, no. The, the, uh, I think <clears throat> that that's certainly our connection. Um, and yeah, you, you called me a servant and I feel kind of guilty for that. It's like when uh, so I was in Haiti from 2016 through 2018, where literally every day I was serving 10 months out of the year, or whatever. 10 months out of the year I was serving. And nowadays it's like, yeah, um, you know, am I really? But I think that sometimes people think that you have to go to Haiti in order to be a servant. You have to do these things, these big things. Um to, to be a servant and you don't, it can be, you know, the simplest things on earth, opening the door for somebody is being a servant. Um, Humbling it, yourself. It, 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 you don't even have to, I don't even think you have to be that. You don't have to be humbled by it. It's just yeah, like, there we go. Do, just try to disagree. <laughs> well, then go ahead. This is but your I show. Do, go. I think, I think that's just, <laughs> you know, being, helping out, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. Um, you know, have you ever bought the coffee? Have you, have you ever paid for the guy's coffee behind you? Or bringing a meal to somebody that's uh, sick. Anything. Like you talked about when you were in the hospital, people brought you meals. Yeah, and, it does. You know, it, it's just act of kindness, gifts of time. You know, when, we, and when Jesus sent the, yeah. uh, the apostles out in Acts and, uh, and I'm certainly not going to quote the Bible because I won't be able to, but Jesus sent them out in two by twos. He didn't tell them what to do. He just said, go out, go, go out and, and, you know, tell them about me, spread and, the yeah, word, spread the word. And, 
you know, there's no blueprint for what you're supposed to do. And, um, that's a good point. The, uh, it, I was thinking of a story, uh, this morning after, after Bud called, I grew uh, went through high school in Illinois and, um, our next door neighbor was this old lady. And in the summertime and springtime, my dad would make me go over and, and mow Mrs. McCarthy's lawn. She had like three quarters of an acre on the edge of a forest. Mm. And in the winter time, a push mower or a power mower? Power mower. And in the winter time, I had to sh shovel Mrs. McCarthy's driveway. And it was long. It was, you know, like 90 feet long. Mm. It was long. Yeah, and my dad would always say, don't take any money from her. And I hated Mrs. McCarthy. And I hated mowing the lawn. And I hated, you know, shoveling the snow. And I look back on it now and go, you know, oh, my dad was trying to teach me a lesson. So how many times have you cut somebody's lawn or metaphorically mowed somebody, I mean, shoveled somebody's snow? Well, Bud's done it. I know he's done it. I've seen Bud give his shoes off his feet. Metaphorically speaking, you've shoveled somebody's. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, and, and I've done it also. And, you know, you're not getting a reward out of it, except for the intrinsic value of doing something nice for somebody. And there is an intrinsic value in, in that. There just is. And, you know, it's it's an opportunity. Yeah, whatever you do for the least of my brother, you do for me. But there's there's an opportunity just for do something for yourself for doing something for others. I wrote a. I wrote one time when I was in Haiti, one of the things I, I wrote for one of my <clears> books was... Um, uh, the reward is always greater than the effort. And it's, you know, for whatever you do in service and, um, you know, and, and you may not think of it in those terms that, that it's a reward, but you know, at the end of the day, when you're lying in bed and you go, Oh, that was nice. I helped Mrs. McCarthy mow her, you know, mow the lawn, you know, whatever you did that day when you're lying in bed going, okay, nobody's going to get say, well, that was stupid. What the heck did I go, you know, help paint that person's house for? I don't even know who the heck they are. And, uh, you know, you, nobody does that. There is an intrinsic value in serving others besides pleasing to Christ. Um, well, when you start, uh, use the word intrinsic, you're storing up treasure in heaven. Also, that's an analogy that uh, people would make, you know. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's a counting game. Here we go again. Yeah, I don't think it's a counting game. It's, I don't think... You know, I think back in in my old Catholic days, it's like it, the the scales of justice. If I do more good than bad, I'm going to heaven. No, no, none of your acts can do that. I'm just right. No, right. And so I'm saying that, yeah, I'm still, yeah, yeah, okay. If I get to heaven and I've done a million good things and you'll be acknowledged for what you did, right? Yeah. And I mean, again, it, you know, if if Jesus Jesus said. Um, if you believe we were, Bud and I were talking about this earlier over dinner. If you believe in me, uh, you know, you will, your life will have no end. It doesn't take much. No, the <laughs> scene at the cross, the guy in his last breath was last a terrible thing. guy. You know, what do I got to do? <laughs> I just like, believe. Well, I believe it. I'm going, I'm going to go to heaven and prepare you a place. So. He spent, you know, 40 or 30 some odd years being a non-believer. Yeah. And, and two minutes being a believer. Yes. And guess what? God took him Bingo. also. That's the and grace. So, yeah. 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 That's and the so, grace of God. Um, yeah. So the, I, I don't know. It's just the whole, I, 
I, I was thinking about the whole idea of service um, when we were coming over here, and I think Bud had another idea of where this was going to go today. Um, I, I just think that, again, with the idea of an intrinsic value, um, you're, you're never going to walk away from doing something good for somebody else and go, God, I wish I'd gone, you know, I wish I'd watched Netflix tonight or this afternoon. I don't yeah. maybe yeah. Maybe you will, but I think for the most part, people are going to go, okay. You know, I might differ you because I have done a lot of outreach with people and they uh, come away saying, wow, the guy didn't even say thank you. He wasn't appreciative of you, blah, blah. I should have just stayed home. And they have said that. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. If the, you are waiting for the, if you are wrong waiting for the applause, if you're waiting for the applaud on the back, then you know what? It's going to be a long way. And generally the people that we help do not have a lot of social skills. They're not going to be poised and they're not going to be. Uh, like you, you know. Well, I think pe people are embarrassed also a lot of times. Yeah, they are. Yeah. When, when, when they're. Uh, it takes them back when you do something for them. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, what's your angle? I you think, know? well, I think especially on some spectrums that it is. It's yeah. like, okay, what are, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Why like, are you doing this? You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, that intimidates people, I think. So. And especially sometimes if you're bringing Christ into it and, Ooh, yeah. and you know, with somebody who's not necessarily a believer and they're kind of rolling their eyes in the first place going, yeah, okay that you're bringing that Jesus bag on me again. And uh, like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but Christianese being a Christian. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Christians are not necessarily well thought of, uh, you know, a Christ follower is different to me <clears throat> than the connotation of being a Christian, you know, going to church. Uh, people have said, man, I just don't, uh, you know, and, and you kind of, allude, I don't know, I talk about this, but when you, uh, mentioned the shoe thing when I took my shoes off and gave it to that guy, you know, I don't like Christians. In fact, I, I kind of avoid him. He said, but what you just did was a Christ like, yeah. uh, he, he used some phrase about Christ. Like I saw my gosh, forget the Christian thing. Call me Christ. Like I mean, yeah. that even ups the ante for me right there, you know? So <clears throat> it's funny when, when, um, you, you mentioned that, um, when I was in Haiti for three years, I, it, uh, was I a missionary strictly, you know, who's spreading the word of Christ? Somebody, came, after I came back after my first 11 months, somebody um, kind of went off on me a little bit and said, you're not really a missionary. You're not spreading the word of Christ. And I go, well, you know, when you're bringing medicines to people and, you know, I couldn't speak the language for one, but, and I wasn't proselytizing. Um, but when you're bringing medicines and food to people and, you know, you're, you're teaching and you're being, a, you know, working at the clinic, it's like, okay. You know, it's by your actions, it's, you it's be a known. semantics. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. It's like, okay, what do you do? Am I a mission, a technically a missionary spreading the word of Christ? I don't know. But you know, when you're walking through a village and you're the only white person and you have a cross around your neck and a, and a bag filled with meds, pretty, people know what you're doing. And I, whenever I gave anybody food or whatever, I'd, I'd always tell them, which is a gift from Jesus. And it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, I guess you could be a missionary and just uh, go, I mean, uh, not a missionary. What's the opposite? Uh, you could be an atheist and go over there and pass out medicine on, you wouldn't have the cross on your neck or whatever. But what you just said, when you, you kind of said the reason why you do it in their language. So that would give them yeah, cause. Which is, I could, I could say like 50 words in, in Creole. Yeah. It's like kind of deja, yeah. which is a gift. 
my gosh, I, I thought he was going to say something. Something. <clears throat> something wanted, he's waiting for me to say something profound. Yeah, the guy's written like a, how many books you written? 65 books. 65 books. He bragged about <laughs> 5 million words or something right before he came on. and <laughs> Trying to dazzle me or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, he, he, he is a very cerebral. He went to Marquette University. Um, a good Jesuit boy. Yeah, for a Catholic guy. Uh, in fact, a funny thing, we went to uh, Riggins, Idaho, or uh, where the heck's that? Someplace in Idaho. <clears throat> My granddaughter's in this ice cream shop. Uh, McCall, we came back through this, and we stopped in McCall, Idaho, this beautiful little uh, town where it's like a tourist town or whatever. And they got this cool ice cream shop, and everybody's here. It's all known about it. So there's like, you know, people out in the courtyard waiting for their ice cream. You walk up and you order it, <clears throat> and then you have to give them your name, uh, you know, so they can call you when it's, when it's ready. And uh, whenever I'm with the girls, I try to embarrass them. I have two uh, granddaughters. They're 11 and 15 or 14 or whatever. And so when uh, they asked me what my name was, I said Marquette. And they go, Poppy, what are you doing here? Don't do that. You know? So apparently that's a that's an embarrassing name for a kid to say because You're me. they're all teenagers working and they're all teenage girls working at this ice cream shop. They call that everybody's name when it came to Marquette. <laughs> I heard him kind of whisper in the back. Is it Mark Marchese? Mar Mar you know, you know who is it, Mark? You know, and so three of them walked out with our ice cream. And they said, uh, "The person that ordered the uh, whatever they wouldn't say the name or whatever." But anyway, I, I digress. But I, I use the word uh, Marquette a lot when I tell my name. So I'm I'm going to because you mentioned Marquette. Not this was not prompted in the least, um, but to let you know where I came from and and. On my first day at Marquette University in 1977, August 1977, um, one of the first classes I took was Introduction to the New Testament, taught by a, a nun who was five foot tall, maybe, Sister Rhea McDonald. And she walked in front of the class that day, and she said, Jesus was a man. Jesus got horny. And then she went on and said, well, you know, the Red Sea didn't really part. And, you know, he might not have walked on water specifically, but it's like, you know, you still have to believe. So I was kind of, so I had been raised in this Catholic church through 18 years. I go to Marquette and this is what I get the first day that I'm there. And of course, for the next 40 years after that, I was about well, 35 years, say, I was confused because it's like you learn one thing for 18 years. And then the next thing, you know, at a prestigious university, they're teaching you something something completely different. And it's like, well, that'll throw anybody for a loop. And uh, I think you, you, I'm not, sh I'm not sure that we all pick and choose what parts of uh, to believe as Christians. I think we do. We all, we all sin. So well, now that you said, do you believe what she said about Christ or not? She believed it. Um, I don't know if she was wrong. I don't know if she was right. I wouldn't. You know. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. But yeah, you know, again, a nun at a prestigious university teaching. But my point, the point is, is. Yeah. What is the point? Okay. So here's here's the point I'm going to make. Um, Sister Ian McDonald believed she's going to heaven. You and I believe we're going to heaven. I mean, it's promised to us, right? If you believe. Right. Yes. Yes. And so. If you're a Southern Baptist, which you and I aren't, they're going to heaven. If you're a Catholic, if you're a Protestant, if you're a hundred different, if you're that guy who takes snakes and runs around the church and in, in the name of Jesus and you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. I think it takes a, it takes a, 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 
crockpot of of things to make a stew. I agree. And you're and, not going to not go to heaven because it was of some bizarre statement that you made or said something out of the ordinary. You're or, not going to not or, go or to heaven. Or what you believe. You know, there's plenty of people <clears throat> who don't believe in creationism. Uh, are they going to heaven? Yeah, I think they are. Really? You don't you don't believe that if you if you don't acknowledge God as your creator that you're not going to go to, uh, that you're going to go to heaven? I think that if you believe if Jesus said, if you believe in me, your world will have no end. Well, that's believing in Christ then. Yeah. Well, I thought you said that you could not believe in him and still go to heaven. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm, I, I yeah, if you believe in me, <clears throat> your life will have no end. Okay. So you have, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a thousand different Christian sects, S-E-C-T-S. Right. There's not only one that's right. No, no, you're going to have Buddhists going to heaven, but 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 they have to acknowledge uh, at says, some point in their life. Yeah, an atheist could go to heaven if at some point in his life he acknowledges the existence of God and repents of his sin. He'll go to he'll go to heaven. Now he could be an atheist. We just talked about this earlier about this, uh, the the uh, scene at the cross. <clears throat> you know, the guy was a terrible guy. I don't know what yeah. he did, but he was a you know in his last breath. He went to heaven. So, I mean, I do believe that. But you have to ask for forgiveness. You yeah, have to repent. of course. Okay. All right. But they, but if if you're a Buddhist and you're repenting and to in the name of Christ, right? You're not an, you're not a Buddhist anymore. Well, you could be a Buddhist all your life. You could be an atheist all your life. Yeah, you could right. be. You know, well, no, I'm yeah. saying the, the guy that was at the cross was an. I don't know who, what he was. Sure. Well, he could have. I don't know what he was, but in his last breath, he went to heaven. So, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Well, talk about something less <laughs> abrasive. How about that? Well, that wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to be abrasive. I think what it was was, you know, it takes it takes a village that there <clears throat> everybody's involved in in a hundred different things, and in your village you're going to have this, you're going to have that, you're going to have this, you're going to have that, and everybody isn't right and everybody isn't wrong. Jesus isn't going to sit there at the end and go, yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think you just because you believed in this. If you if you, if you believe in Jesus and you believe that he did not walk on water, does that not get you into heaven? I think you got to believe in, in everything. If it says he walked on water, and you if you if you disallow one point of the Bible, and now we're kind of going back to the Yabbit thing, you kind of have to say that the Bible isn't altogether true. So everything that's in the Bible, you got to believe it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you don't go. You don't go that way. No. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. man. but I, I think that if you, certainly yeah, in the mainstream Christian world, but if you go outside of that, okay, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you an example. I used to greet at the church every single mm -hmm. Sunday. Yes, and Saturday, that. yes, yes, for years yes, and years, yes. and I loved it. And yeah. I met million people. <clears throat> and there used to be a woman there. I won't mention her name. And I liked her. She was great. And we, we were teammates for years. And I mentioned that my mom, I, that I grew up as a Catholic, and for some reason, my mom died in 1984. Uh, I mentioned that uh, my mom was in heaven. My mom was, you know, and, and this woman looked at me and goes, you know, the road to heaven is very narrow. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, my mom's in heaven. What, what are you kidding me? You know, first of all, why would you even have that conversation with a son? <laughs> so I look at her, I go, 
you really don't think my mom's in heaven? I said, do you see this crack in the, in the concrete? I go, yeah. She, she goes, I said, it's narrow, right? And she said, yeah. And I said, look at this street out there. Yeah. She, I said, is that narrow? And she said, it's not, it's wide. I said, so if you go up a thousand miles into space and look down, that street is narrow, isn't it? She goes, yeah. And the crack is even narrower. narrower. And she, I said, I like to believe that God's love is as wide as that street and not the crack. That he's going to take somebody, even if I, look, I may be wrong in, in some of my beliefs. That, But if I believe in Jesus, what are you kidding me? No, that's what I said. That uh, Because of something you said, or, or as long as you believe in Christ, and uh, uh, I, I might discuss some of the things that you just mentioned uh, in more depth or whatever. But I do agree that, uh, do you remember Bobby? Uh, Bobby yeah, and Bobby? Yeah, so he wrote a poem about, or he said he wrote the poem, but he didn't write it. It was actually on the internet about uh, all these people that were in heaven. He went to heaven and he saw the the thieves and the, all these people that were terrible people. And he said, man, I am so surprised to see you guys here because, you know, you didn't believe you're, you know, you said one thing or whatever. And then they all looked at him and said, Bobby, wow, you know, because of who you are, we're surprised we're you're here. That yeah. You're right. yeah. So uh, there is a certain amount of truth. There is a lot of truth to that, that uh, we don't know who's going to go to him. That's why we can't be judging people or whatever. <clears throat> the, uh, I think we could both agree that we have to believe that Christ is the only way to heaven, that narrow, uh, that, that, that could be the narrow thing that, that we're talking is, about. That I... <clears throat> but the way we get there could come from the, that wide street, you know, that and just my uh, whole point. Yeah, no, I, I got it. You yeah. can come from a from a. There are there are a thousand different ways to get to Roseville. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of streets and highways. The Father Stumley. Yeah, we we and, talked about this Father Stumley about this guy was a terrible guy, a boxer, foul mouth, just I mean, abrasive guy or whatever. And wow, I mean, he just turned his his life around. And I mean, he's in heaven as far as I'm concerned. I don't know for sure, but I mean, that guy's in heaven. I would think, you know. Look, I can. I've known some bad people in my life. I've known people who, you know, murders, and I gotta tell you, I think they're they're gone. I think they're in heaven. Well, of course they are, uh, but they had to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> but I I know, but it's. But I always was hung up on this thing long, long time ago, even after college. Hitler, on his last moment, could have said, "You know what, Jesus, I really screwed this up. I ask for forgiveness." And I never liked that. I know. I think Bud and I have talked about that before, yeah, as a matter of fact. And I never liked that. It's like, I get it. Okay. You know, Jesus, you know, God's a pretty powerful guy. And he sees things on the wider, wider than I do. But I didn't like it. I didn't like that, you know, some, the biggest jerk, the biggest criminal that you know. And you see the stories all the time. People go to prison. It's like they find Christ. I get it. All right. So I want to thank him for coming on. Thanks I think. A lot, um, so I think I want to thank you for coming on. Anyway, that was the most um, provocative uh, podcast in my fifty-some podcast. Well, good. Right you now. know what? If if I did nothing else, and I yeah, did I mean, and like, this yeah. could be the one that people are going to say, "Oh my gosh, talk about provoking, thought provoking, boom!" So love you guys. We got twenty seconds. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, 
you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.